Welcome back to Inside the Yale Admissions Office. My name is Mark, and I'm a Yale Admissions Officer. And I'm Hannah. I'm also a Yale Admissions Officer. And today we are talking all about Yale's partnership with QuestBridge. And you might have absolutely no idea what we are talking about, but this is an episode that we've really been looking forward to. Yeah, so just a quick definition, if you haven't heard of it, QuestBridge is a national nonprofit organization that helps connect students from lower income backgrounds to selective colleges. And Yale has been a very proud partner with QuestBridge for the last 14 years. And I want to say right away that even if this is the very first time that you are hearing about this organization, and even if you aren't a prospective student who would ever consider applying to colleges through QuestBridge, we still think this episode will be interesting and insightful. Yes, we are not going to go over how one goes about applying to Yale uh, through QuestBridge. We won't talk about whether or not you should apply to Yale through QuestBridge. Um, we just want to give you some some insider info on our process. Right. We're hoping that we can take you inside our process, right? This is inside the Yale admissions office. We're going to try to show you why we are such big fans of this partnership and also talk a little bit about what it's like to read QuestBridge applications because students who apply to Yale through QuestBridge use a different application than other students. Our hope is to reveal something about our process of building a diverse class and to talk a little bit about a part of our work that's much bigger than just our own student body. And I'm also excited because we have not just one, but two special guests joining us here today. Our colleague Corinne is going to talk about how we as admissions officers read QuestBridge applications. But first, we are talking with Anna McCullough. She is the co-founder and CEO of QuestBridge, the national nonprofit organization. She has agreed to be our first ever guest from outside the Yale admissions office. Um, we've, we've hit it big. We've officially booked our first outside guest. So exciting. Uh, but before we chat with our guests, let's um, let's just cover a few basics about the QuestBridge application. Being a QuestBridge partner, it means that Yale participates in something called the QuestBridge Match. Uh, we said we weren't going to get bogged down in the details, and we won't, but we do want to give a quick overview so you're not totally lost. So uh, here's how a student applies to colleges through QuestBridge. All right. Step one. Students submit a free application to the QuestBridge organization in September of their senior year. It's a complete college application. It's got essays, letters of recommendation, a transcript, and it also includes information about your family's financial resources. Step two, QuestBridge reviews all those applications and names a few thousand students as finalists. That happens in October. Then those finalists rank up to 12 colleges from 42 different colleges and universities that are QuestBridge partners. Yeah, so ranking means that you are applying for admission and financial aid and you put however many colleges you are ranking in a specific order. We in the admissions office don't see your rankings. Other colleges don't see your rankings. We just know that you are applying to Yale as a QuestBridge finalist. Then November comes along and all of those colleges review those applications. We do a full admissions review and we tell QuestBridge which students we want to match with. And a match is exciting because a match means that a student has been offered admission and has been offered the school's most generous financial aid award. At Yale, that's something called a zero parent share award, which means that your parent or guardian is not gonna be asked to pay anything for tuition, room and board, personal expenses, anything at all. 
Yep. And then finally, in December, QuestBridge takes all of the information and crunches the numbers. And so, for example, if you rank three colleges and all three tell QuestBridge that they want to match with you, you'll match with the college that was highest on your list. I know that all seems a little bit complicated, but I hope that you can see the appeal for students here. If you apply through QuestBridge, you are able to apply to a bunch of top colleges completely for free, and you might get an amazingly generous scholarship and have your entire application and admissions process wrapped up by December of your senior year. Yes, although that doesn't happen for everyone. And actually, most of the QuestBridge finalists that we eventually admit in a given year don't match with Yale. That's a um, really good point. Yeah. If you don't match, you've not been denied. That's not the same thing. Right. Uh, we're going to do a whole other full review of your application and give you a final decision in March along with everyone else. And the most important thing about this is that the admissions process and the financial aid process um, is exactly the same regardless of how or when you apply. You don't automatically get a leg up in the admissions process or in your financial aid application just simply by applying through QuestBridge. Right. We know that the match process is really appealing for a lot of prospective students. Um, from our perspective, though, that's really just one piece of the puzzle. That's sort of a, an on-ramp into our admissions process that helps us hopefully see a large number of really, really strong students who are from lower income backgrounds. Yes. Um, and we could go on and on about sort of the mechanics of the process, and that's probably how, uh, if you're if you're an applicant and applying through QuestBridge, how you're going to think about it. Um, but we want to talk a little bit about sort of the larger goals that we have as a partner school and the larger goals of the QuestBridge organization itself. Right. At the end of the day, the QuestBridge partnership for us is all about these big picture challenges, these big picture opportunities. And um, to talk about that, we are thrilled to be joined by co-founder and CEO of QuestBridge, Anna McCullough. Hi, wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. So we wanted to ask you some big picture questions. You know, QuestBridge is a large organization. You guys have a big full-time staff and you all focus on really big issues of access and equity and diversity in higher education. So the first question I wanted to ask you is, you know, how would you describe the big national challenge that QuestBridge works to address? Well, there is a great amount of talent throughout America, sort of in every corner, in every region that historically has not been able to gain access to the nation's best colleges and universities. Um, they're numbering in the tens of thousands every year. And so we realized um, that these students are who are absolutely qualified are not applying because um, they, they just don't have access to information. They often don't know about the availability of, for example, generous financial aid that schools like Yale will offer to them. They also don't realize just how much the schools really want those students on those campuses and how much they can add to the campuses and how much they can gain from that. Yeah. So how would you sort of summarize QuestBridge's um, vision for addressing that challenge? We work hard to find these students through a very extensive recruiting process that we um, engage in every year and have been doing since we first started this organization back in the mid-90s. Um, today, just in terms of scale, to give you a sense of that, we have over 8,500 QuestBridge Scholar undergraduates attending our 42 college partners and over 10,000 QuestBridge alumni who have already graduated from our colleges. 
as I know, it is very difficult to get 42 colleges and universities to agree on anything. We kind of all live in our own, you know, universes. So I've always been impressed that you and, and Questbridge has gotten us all together in a, in a shared vision for this. Um, so I'm kind of curious, sort of, you know, what has your value proposition been for colleges? When you have gone out to talk to partners, what do you explain to them that they will gain by partnering with Questbridge? I'm glad you you shared experience there because what I've found and what we found even in the very early days is that there are so many extremely sincere college admissions counselors, um, deans, leaders um, at our schools that really want these students and want to find them. And so one of the things that does, even though everybody has their own philosophy, you know, slightly different approach, we find that the one thing that they they commonly agree upon is that they want to diversify their campuses and they want to make sure that their um, opportunities are made available and accessible. So that's the one thing I think that um, I see commonly that our colleges agree upon. And um, we also share with our schools that because of our you know long time doing this, 25 years, we have built long-term relationships with educators, with high schools, with community-based organizations and other you know, folks really on the ground who know these students well and who know how to, um, to to find them and to help us identify these amazing people. Questbridge scholars graduate at exactly the same rate as the students at, our, at other students at our college partners. So they really are top students who are genuinely you know, able to thrive at these universities and colleges. We've also had Questbridge scholars, you know, for example, become the student body president or leader of, of the student body at a number of our schools. And a lot of them actually go on to serve on the board of trustees or other important roles in the university. And, and many of them also have, have done a lot of work to kind of improve um, the university's ability to support students like them. And one more thing I would add is because we represent 42 schools right now, 42 colleges and universities, it makes our message and encouragement to apply to college through QuestBridge a little bit different than what any one college could do alone. Sometimes a student will apply to QuestBridge because they, they've heard of one school in our network or maybe two, but through education during the QuestBridge application process, they open their minds to other possibilities. And often, you know, students will find their ultimate dream school just by the exposure to the network of 42 schools. I mean, that's a really good segue to talk a little bit about the student side of this process. Um, Mark and I have sort of covered the basics of the match process and talked about the generous scholarships that, that students can get. But what else do students gain by organizing their college application process through QuestBridge in your eyes? Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and yeah, the, the financial aid is really one of the biggest um, incredible benefits uh, of, of applying through QuestBridge. And again, thanks to the generosity of our college partners, um, that, that is, they can get a scholarship, full four-year scholarship. We often say, you know, worth over $200,000, which covers tuition, room and board and additional expenses. And so that's a really huge one, of course. The QuestBridge application also offers more opportunities than, you know, some of the other applications out there to really tell your unique story and we designed the application very early in our process of you know, building QuestBridge um, around specifically this kind of student. So it is really tailored and customized to try to engage and enable our students to share the best of themselves. Also, you know, very practically speaking, college application fees, as you know, can cost up to $90 per school. And so um, that, that can be very limiting. And so 
through the QuestBridge application, you can actually apply for free to 42 schools. And finally, um, we, we share with our students that if you become a member of the QuestBridge community, first as a finalist in high school, and then later on as a um, undergraduate and a graduate of college, that you are entering and participating in a very robust and supportive community of peers and of really exceptional peers who um, oftentimes become lifelong friends uh, amongst each other. Over the last 25 years, um, you all have had a lot of successes and you've done a, a really amazing job making these connections between students and, and colleges and universities. What are the most persistent challenges that, that students face? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a great question and actually something that we encountered um, in the early years of QuestBridge when we used to have a residential summer program at one of our colleges, we, we kind of were able to distill from those many years and lessons that we learned from our students and their families, what we call like the five roadblocks or the five questions that, that sometimes can stop a student from continuing on in the application process. So the first question is actually, you know, do, the, do these colleges even want me? Um, and that's actually an interesting question that a lot of times they don't, they don't even, it doesn't even occur to them that, you know, that they would even be like attractive candidates to colleges like our partners. And so we try to make sure that they know that, yes, the colleges are very interested in you and want you to apply and want you to be successful. And then the second question is just a straight, am I qualified? We have over 70% of our population every year is in the first generation to college. So they're first gen in their families. They often don't have anyone in their immediate family, often even in their community or their, anyone close to them that's actually gone through the application process for a top college or a top private college. And so they don't realize just how qualified they actually are. I mean, you, you would be surprised sometimes these students are so amazing and they don't even know that they would they would be so appealing um, as college applicants to the best colleges in the country. A third question, one of the central questions and roadblocks is can I afford it? And as you know, there's a lot of you know, information out there online and, and other sources that say that these schools are just, you know, too expensive and they can't, mm -hmm. they're not accessible just from a dollar perspective. And so we really try to um, share information about the generous aid that our schools give and show that, that these schools truly are qualified or, or are affordable rather. The fourth question is, how do I navigate the application process? As I said, there, you know, many, the majority of them are first gen, so they just aren't familiar with it. So we do a lot of coaching, we do a lot of teaching, even in the process of asking our applicants to um, to do certain types of research, and we support them in multiple ways in the process of applying to college. And finally, the fifth question, um, it, let's say that you are able to kind of address all the other four. Yes, the colleges want me. Okay, maybe I'm qualified. Maybe I can afford it. And I, hey, maybe I have some of the mechanics of the application process. The fifth question is, well, if I get in, are there going to be people like me at these schools or am I going to be alone? Mm -hmm. I mean, is this is this a place I want to be? Do I even want to live on a campus like this for four years? And so we um, that's where our community of um, undergraduates and alumni are so helpful and valuable to be able to share. Yes, I'm 
either at the school or I graduated from this school. And yes, it was a life-changing opportunity. And yes, you will find people that you can actually be authentic with and genuine with. And, um, you know, even though there will also be a, a, you know, a wide range of other types of students who maybe are less familiar to you, that you're not going to be alone. And not only um, does a school want you to succeed, but there are other students who you can relate to who also want you to succeed. So those are the five. But I would say that the other thing that's, that's worth saying here is that even though we've been doing this for 25 years, you know, we still encounter um, when we when we talk to students and they say, oh, we got your letter in the mail or we got the postcard or we saw something about QuestBridge and the opportunity that it provides to get a full scholarship at a school like Yale or other, or other partners, um, they often believe it's just too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the word is that it's scam, but that, that yeah. surprisingly happens um, more often than, than you might think after all these years, but, but it still happens. And um, so... Thankfully, it's it's not a scam, and there are lots and lots of students who've been through the process. And so, again, that's where it helps to have the real people who've been through it to to prove that it's actually not a scam at all, and it's it's something that's really very much available. Anna, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you, and more importantly, for the great work that you and your team at Questbridge do. Um, we love being a partner with you all, and it's such a great asset for us to to have a great partner in you and in the forty one other schools. Thank you so much. Um, it's really great to be with you. And of course, we, we're we very grateful for the partnership with Yale. It's made such a difference for us as we've grown and developed our. And so we're really grateful for all that you're doing and all that you're doing for these students as well. So thank you. After hearing from Anna, you can tell why we are proud to partner with QuestBridge. Definitely. Working with QuestBridge highlights uh, one reason that admissions work is really interesting. Not only are we getting to know individual students and their unique stories and backgrounds, but we also get to deal with these really big issues and policy challenges. Right. I consider myself a policy wonk. Um, I'm the kind of person who can get really excited about a line graph or a pie chart that shows like increasing representation of first generation or low income students. But What we love about our job is that every data point is a person. Our selection process, as you've heard us say before, it's all about real individual people. Absolutely. Uh, Having seen you get really excited about line graphs and pie (laughs) charts, I can vouch for that. Um, But the same uh, values, the same reading process, the same committee process, everything we've covered in previous episodes applies to QuestBridge applicants as well. So uh, we decided to invite our colleague Corinne to talk a little bit about how we go about reading the QuestBridge application. Hi, Corinne. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We are thrilled to have you, Corinne. Um, Corinne and I really um, are the duo that directs our QuestBridge partnership for the office. So we get really deep into um, our QuestBridge work every single year. The two of us probably read more QuestBridge applications than anybody else in the office. So Corinne, we thought you would be the, the perfect guest to really talk about what our reading process looks like when it comes to reading the, the few thousand QuestBridge applications that our staff will review every single year. Absolutely. I love reading QuestBridge applications. And honestly, it's not that much different from reading other applications uh, when you think about it. Overall, the basic information in any application that Yale accepts, including that QuestBridge application, is the same. Each of our three application platforms is going to ask for a student's personal information, family and background context, their extracurricular list, 
transcripts, class details, all that kind of stuff. And we also receive letters of recommendation from teachers and counselors in any of our applications. So all that's pretty standard across the board. But the big difference and where I get excited is in the QuestBridge application and their essays in particular, we get a bit more insight into the student's story. We often learn more about the student's background, context, family, neighborhood, and sometimes even challenges that they've faced growing up. And ultimately, the QuestBridge application shows the admissions committee how being from a low-income background really gets to shape the student's identity over time. Are your expectations any different when you open up a QuestBridge application or present one in committee? That's a great question. And honestly, generally, no. Um, But more specifically, we're looking for the same things as all other applicants. We want to find students who are the best fit for Yale academically and socially. And we are particularly looking for students who can both add to campus and will actively take advantage of the resources we have to offer. It is important to remember, though, that Yale is proudly affirmative for students from lower income backgrounds. And while QuestBridge isn't the only avenue for these students to apply, when we do come across a QuestBridge application in our reading, we know that we're looking at the student through the correct lens when we're thinking about their application. What advice would you give to students who are completing the QuestBridge application? Honestly, just say, be your authentic self. Uh, Write for you about what's important to you, not what you think we want to see. This is really the same advice I'd give to any student. When it comes to QuestBridge in particular, we do often read about students' hardships. Um, That's one thing to think about. But the goal of this application, or any application, really should not be to catalog hardships or tug at our heartstrings. Um, And for some students, their socioeconomic status has really defined a lot of their life. And for others, it's not that big a part of their story or what they feel is important to share with us, even if it has been a factor throughout growing up. So there's no right or wrong answer or approach here. Really just tell your story honestly and completely. Yeah, and I I know, Corinne, you and I, having read so many QuestBridge applications, we've seen lots of different types of students really use this application platform successfully. Um, You know, they all have some things in common. They are all very bright and impressive uh, students academically. Um, They are all students who happen to be from households that are, um, you know, have lower income and, and often lower socioeconomic status that goes along with that. But past that, there's an amazing amount of diversity within that group. And we're not just looking for one particular type of student or one particular type of story um, from students who apply through QuestBridge. So, Corinne, as a a self-admitted fan of our podcast, you know we like to talk a little bit about the admissions officer experience. So um, tell us a little bit about what you like most about reading and presenting QuestBridge applications. Oh, I was waiting for a question like this. Thank you, Hannah. Um, My favorite part of my job is having the opportunity to advocate for students in reading, but really in the committee process. And I think that the QuestBridge application lets me do this on a more consistent basis than any of our other application platforms. Um, I also really love the way that our office and Yale as a whole treat our QuestBridge students. We're so proud of having this group on campus and continuing to support our Quest scholars after they matriculate. And so it's become a really vibrant community at Yale with over 100 incoming Questies, as they call themselves, in each class. Um, And I've 
gone to those meetings. They meet regularly, they eat dinner together, and they host events. And so when I read a QuestBridge application, it's a cool feeling to picture who that student would be at Yale and to provide someone with an opportunity to come here on the best financial aid package that we can offer. Um, And I like to think that once in a while, the work we do in admissions can change or transform someone's life in a positive way. And I think that with our partnership with QuestBridge, that's a place where I truly get to see that happen each and every year. Awesome. Well, Corinne, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I uh, hope you have you uh, to have you back for another episode sometime soon. And uh, hey, thanks for listening. Someone's listening out there. That's great. Definitely. Thank you all for having me. And I'm so excited to read many, many more of these QuestBridge applications and other applications this year. Uh, well, we will be doing just that in uh, in just a few months for sure. Um, you know, QuestBridge has really been a fabulous partner uh, with us for 14 years now. Um, as we're wrapping up, there's kind of two final points that we want to make about what working with QuestBridge really does for Yale. Um, and I think the first thing is, is what Corinne just said. It helps us to identify and respond to amazing students that make Yale better. It's not just about Yale making their lives better. These students make Yale better. Um, we, we believe that and, and we see that uh, in all the experiences that Corinne was just talking about. That's right. We want the best students regardless of their ability to pay. We want the student body to reflect a diverse collection of experiences. Um, and our partnership with, with QuestBridge allows us to do this and to make our undergraduate education better for everyone involved. Um, and generous financial aid policies as well help a lot, but they aren't often enough to overcome the significant barriers that many students face when applying. So QuestBridge uh, really helps with that as well. Right. I often describe this as, you know, we are really spoiled. We get to work for a university that has very deep pockets. We can provide great financial aid that really meets the need for every student. But we know that just having those policies, that alone doesn't create the kind of diverse student body that you want. So this kind of partnership really helps us to attract these students and um, and to respond to them as well. And that brings me to the second point, which is that being a QuestBridge partner, it really helps expand the scope of our work. You know, we spend a lot of time thinking about the Yale undergraduate experience, the Yale admissions process, but we know that we are operating in a much bigger ecosystem, that what we do um, plays a role in... Um, in larger questions about access and equity. And as an admissions officer, I've always said this, that it can be frustrating that the only kind of lever you have to pull is a yes or a no, right? You can say, yes, the student is admitted or no, they're denied. But sometimes you're frustrated that you can't do more about the system that you're operating in, that you're seeing uh, your applicants coming through as well. That's right. But as a QuestBridge partner, um, along with 41 other colleges, that means we kind of get to speak with one voice and help students consider a range of colleges with similar resources and priorities that they may not have otherwise considered. One of the nice things about QuestBridge is that when I see a student who's applied through QuestBridge, I don't know where else they've applied to, but I know they've at least gotten the message that Yale is not alone in offering this kind of great aid and in responding to these types of students in their applicant pool. So if this has piqued your interest or you want to learn more, you can always check out questbridge.org and admissions.yale.edu slash questbridge. We hope you'll learn more. And uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks as always to our friend and colleague, Jill, who's both our sound engineer and a great admissions officer. Thanks to former admissions officer, Andrew Brick Johnson, who composes our music. You can check him out at andrewbrickjohnson.com. If you have comments or an idea for a future episode, you can drop us a line at Yale Admissions Podcast at gmail.com. 
And finally, remember that the views expressed in this podcast are ours and don't necessarily represent those of Yale University. Thanks for listening.